together. We were of a generation that got married very young and we also benefited from the advances in medical sciences. So we had 53 golden years together, my Soli and I. I've never known another man as perfect as my Soli. Handsome, clever, hardworking, kind, strong, I could go on forever. Always protective, generous and loving and a wonderful sense of humour able to make me laugh away bitterness, sadness or anger. It seems almost impossible that he's left me alone now. I cannot even remember a time when he was not there to look after me. Was I ever a single girl? <laughs> after babies, grandchildren and great-grandchildren, who can remember back to one's own childhood? But I can still remember the first time I saw my Soli. Actually, I saw only his shoes. I was too shy to raise my head. And my Soli's shoes were beautiful, black and polished to a mirror finish. I'd never seen anything so fancy in our village. My mother put red dots on his forehead and on the fronts of his shoes in our customary gesture of welcome. It was only later that I discovered that polishing his shoes was part of his daily ritual and that he'd hated those red dots on them, ruining their impeccable sheen. Another of his daily rituals was our morning walk. As the first rosy fingers of dawn crept over the edge of the world, we'd step out together. After we returned, we sat together on the balcony and shared our tea and biscuits. And I was not to be asked to do any housework until he gave me leave to rise from his side. My demurrals and his mother's scoldings that it was hardly appropriate that she should serve me were just brushed aside. It was terribly unnerving for me, young as I was. But my mother-in-law was a kindly person whom I grew to love very much and she well knew on whose shoulders the responsibility lay. I soon learned that my Soli was a law unto himself. All of us gave him his way because we loved him, but also because he never gave us any other option. I came to relish these morning walks. They were a mentally calm but physically brisk start to the day. A time for us to be alone together. To talk if we wanted to, to stay silent if we chose to. Soli wore track pants and a t-shirt with a collar. I always preferred my saris. I've never worn anything else my whole life. So though friends tell me other clothes are more convenient, my saris are convenient enough for me. But I do wear socks and shoes. And what fancy shoes we now wear compared to what Sola first bought me when we were newly married. Those were plain white and thin-soled. He taught me to put Blanco on them every day so that they'd look fresh for the next morning and wash them every few days. And in the rainy season, stuff crumpled newspapers in them to help them dry out. 
solely love to tell how I'd torn my first pair in just two months and been too ashamed to admit it. He caught me hobbling and discovered it himself. According to his story, I was in tears that he'd have to spend more money to buy me a new pair. I'd thought shoes should last forever, years at least. I'd wanted to put wads of newspaper inside and carry on. After all, the tops were still like new. I'd never had shoes like these before or gone for morning walks or done any of these city things. How was I to know that wearing out like this was normal and that Sula could afford to replace them as often as they tore? I was very young and innocent and had only known life in my small village. Nowadays children know everything. When our children were born, we could still teach them, thank God. But grandchildren and great-grandchildren have to teach us nowadays. That computer was so hard to learn. I used to make notes and write everything down in a book and practice secretly. And in a few years, just when I was feeling confident, one of these young ones would come and charge up solely. Grandpa, get rid of this old thing. They meant the computer, of course. But I'd tease them that one day they'd get rid of the two of us too, since we were of much older vintage than that silly computer. Soli would always be ready to get a new piece, with more features for us to learn and faster, so the young one said. What we needed faster for, I cannot say, since we had all day free at our age. But if I grumbled that there was nothing wrong with the old one, the rascals would say, Grandma, don't you always say, be generous and give things away while they still have life in them, so others can enjoy them? So then, I'd have to agree. Mobile phone was easier. My sweet Rush taught me very lovingly how to use the calendar and the camera and everything. In our days, a photograph used to be a big thing. We wore our best clothes and posed with a painted scene behind us. There'd be an armchair and a marble table with leather-bound books and a vase full of flowers and a dark velvet curtain draped artistically at the side. And after all that, we got a small photo in black and white pasted on a thick, creamy board to make it look impressive. Then Soli bought our first camera. It had a brown leather case and a tripod stand and you had to hide under a black cloth to take photos. And the children would be fidgety or crying. It was all so difficult. Now it's part of my phone and I get instant photos. Something called digital that I don't understand. But in colour and so lifelike. Wonderful things have happened in our time. I learned all these things with my Sola at my side, encouraging me lovingly. So after 53 years together, it's very difficult for me to be alone. But he'd not want me to be sad. He'd want everything to be as usual. So I must honour him by doing that. Which is why I was lacing up my shoes firmly in the still dark of the early morning. It would be light soon and I would set off for my first morning walk alone. I was worried about the stray dogs. When we walked together, I was never afraid. 
Soli always kept me on the inside of the pavement and looked so confident and ramrod straight, no dog would ever think of challenging him. But on my own, I have to admit, I was a bit nervous. Pretending a confidence I didn't have, I started out determinedly. But as I approached the main road, I could hear them on the prowl. And only loyalty to my Sola made me soldier on. Suddenly, out of nowhere, I realized I had a companion. Walking on the outside, between me and the road, was a black and white dog. He looked up at me and wagged his curly tail. Friendly fellow. But I'd never seen him before. No collar, so he must be a stray. But he looked so poised and aristocratic. Not at all like a rowdy stray. He kept pace with me, slowing down at the crossings and trotting along down the streets. And thankfully, the pack of strays kept away from us. It was strangely comforting to have him along. It bolstered my confidence and made me smile. Dad have to find out if he belonged to anyone because he really was a handsome dog with such a dignified bearing. I'd give him some milk and bread when we got home, I decided. Just one more crossing and a few steps to our gate. But as we crossed the road, the dog stopped. I called him and he wagged his tail, but he refused to budge. He planted his white paws firmly and lowered himself onto the pavement. He crossed his front legs elegantly like a gentleman, looked up sincerely into my face and wagged his tail at me. I felt myself go cold and hot and cold again. I couldn't see properly because my eyes were filled with tears. I wiped them away with the edge of my sari, pretending I was mopping sweat and looked again. I wasn't imagining. On those white paws, right there, on the tips in front, quite unmistakably, were two bright red dots. (laughs) 